you see the throne. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. And Cassie. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Turn your theme song. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. How about that? <laughs> I didn't know if, if you were clearing your throat or if you Welcome felt back it. You know I was feeling it. Welcome <laughs> okay, back to okay. the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio. And you are listening to. Oh, you didn't know. You're awesome. Oh, you didn't know? Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, Cassio. buddy. We just got off of YTX. We were recording and everybody was live. We're uh, doing we were it, live. man. I know, we're just doing it. We're just doing this thing called life, and life happens at an incredible rate, almost at, uh, in time, real time. Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy. No edit buttons here. Are we, Mother. Still, on, are we still on Goat Watch? <laughs> yes, yes, but that back end is spreading out. So we're going to... Yours? Yeah, I'm getting wider. I'm just, I just eat horrible at the wrong times, you know what I mean? Like a... <laughs> Like somebody dropped a glazed ham in a barber shop, you know, just. <laughs> Next time we see you, somebody's going to be like, are you about to have baby goats? That back end is wide. Are you boring, bearing? I'm not sure. So their hips separate and start. Well, yes, huh? yes. And you can you can definitely feel oh. it uh, oh. if you put your arm in there. Anyway, um, we... <laughs> not really. We don't. You don't do that. You just observe. I'll have to lose um, my pierogies I had. <laughs> oh, did you have pierogies? I did. Hey, you know where I've had the best pierogies ever was tr t uh, tailgating it at Pittsburgh at Heinz Stadium. Really? Where I heard they no longer have the ketchup bottle pouring into the end zone. But they still have pierogies. Yeah. And guess what? I dip them in Heinz ketchup. Because I'm, really? I'm in third grade. Yeah, and I also oh, like no. to do it in, in ketchup and sour cream at the same time. Well, sour cream's the way to go. Well, I go that way. But I ketchup? go both ways. Ooh. Country and western. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. Uh, last week we had a great episode with your buddy, and uh, it's not my buddy, but a fan, Mr. Yeah. Al Snow, and it was fantastic to talk to him, dog. Yep, yep. Al's, uh, I mean, it, look, if, if you watched it, then you know. And if you didn't, you should go and, and go back and watch it. I'm sorry, I can't oh. help but rhyme. Um, but but it's it's Wrestling 101. And it's uh, if, you, if you can't just watch this, then go on Netflix and watch Wrestlers. You know what I mean? And, see, and you'll see. Uh, there's some storylines in there. We got into a lot of that, uh, how real and how not real all of it was. And, and uh, I mean, his, an his answers were very interesting to me. And so I'd say go up, go back and listen to Al Snow. But tonight. You wanted another one of your friends on Tonight here. we have another guest. And look, I loved Al being on. Um, and me and Al have been through a lot together, but we haven't been through what me and this dude have been through together. And that's, uh, that's in, a, in a lifeboat. Uh, rowing for the same shore, uh, but you may know him from as a member of Three Count. Uh, you may know him as uh, Roger the Gimp, who the who I have sometimes tied up in the corner. Uh, but I call him, and you may know him as Shannon Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Shannon Moore, the brand, baby. the brand. Hey, what's up? What's going on, Shannon? What up, man? Shannon, Bro, you're so cool. Opening. 
You're that so good. Cool. Yeah, we, well, our dialogues are deep. You know what I mean? We <laughs> like to get deep. Dude, what do you think? Man, you get you thinking. Spreading those hips on the goat, man. Like, yeah. I, I didn't it's, know that's where we were going with this podcast. No, man. no, no. That's Dude, nature. I mean, we talk about neck. Like I'm the new Jack Hanna. I didn't think. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm Jack Rabbit Hanna. I'm just a redneck guy. I just have like <laughs> pigs and goats. Like it's not exotic animals at all, really. Nice. Oh, I, I thought you had like a BDSM farm or something. <laughs> well, it is a those. it is a ranch oh, okay. of sorts. A ranch. We call it we call it the boys ranch, uh, yeah. but. I don't think that's what the B stands for in your acronym, but um, but that's what we do. <laughs> so Shannon, how how do you look so cool? You look like Ruby Riot and uh, Henry Rollins had a baby. You know what I mean? Like Ruby Riot, Henry Rollins, yeah. Yeah, right. that's a pretty cool looking cool. human man. being right there. Is she old how old are you, Shannon? Dude, I'm 44, man. I just turned 44. Dude, you look great. So no, old. you look great. Yeah. Now You're I feel old. good, man. I'm yeah. I'm ten years older than you, and I look like I'm a hundred and ten years older. Just than say you. the word "sexy" and get it over with. Yeah, but I just say because we're sexy. all thinking. You're sexy. It. You're yeah. sexy. There. We're all That's thinking. <laughs> I want to have sex with you. There, I said. Hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> that is, I, I crossed a line. I I sometimes don't know when to stop. You know what I mean? And Dude, that's what our phone calls. Our phone calls together. Like we definitely don't know when to stop. Because we. I could call Brian about the most serious thing. Like it just, and our within five minutes, the phone call goes completely south. Yeah, and like, just we should, straight we to the gutter. Be in prison because of that phone call. Like every phone call. Boy, that sounds familiar. We call it yeah. a podcast. Y'all call yeah. the phone call. It's yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's and we tell the truth to an extent on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when I'm when my mouth is moving, I'm full of crap. But other than that, we're all good. So Shannon. I, How long man, have y'all known each other? That's what I was I was actually going to get to that. Uh, a whole Dude. thanks a lot. You won the whole deal. <laughs> I had now, one question prepared. <laughs> now it's, I, you know what? I had it very structured and organized inside my head. Nice. God, he just stole, he just stole your shine spot. Yeah, man, just, we no. We, we all know that I had no idea when I was <laughs> driving here today. I just thought, I love Shannon. We can talk for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That was my whole thought yeah. behind the behind the process. Um, but that's exactly what I was going to say because honestly, and this is sad, I don't remember when the first time we met was. Um, well, I'm, I, and I'm chances actually, are, it's not that you weren't impressive; it's that I was high, probably. Well, that and the fact that I probably wasn't impressive because oh, I was probably okay. 13, I, thirteen or fourteen years old. <laughs> uh, were you really? Yeah, dude, I was like, I met you the first time going up with whenever Matt and Jeff were doing jobs. Yeah. Um, you know, I met you then. Like, you, I mean, you were cool as shit right from the get go. You don't remember that, but uh, I don't. And I'm sorry I don't. Same sense of humor. Like, you know, I was the same. I had the same sense of humor, but would just like talk nonsense. But I was probably 15, not legitimately 15, 16, wow. um, whenever I first met you. Yeah. So I've known you half your life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you've had, I, you know, I feel like this, I feel like I've had several lives in the 54 years I've lived. I feel like you're another dude who's had like a bunch of different lives. And thank God we both came out alive, A, and uh, and, and healthy and trying to stay that way, B. So, so you talked about just coming to the shows with Jeff and them. Talk about the, that and, your, and the, the start of, of your wrestling career and, and the relationship with the Hardys and all that. Yeah. So, you know, Matt and Jeff, like they had, they, they were more fortunate than my family, obviously. Like they had a video camera and 
a trampoline in the backyard. So they started turning that into a wrestling ring, you know, not, not to go on all the details. You've heard that story a gazillion times, but basically I've become friends with Jeff. Like me and Jeff become best friends in middle school. And um, I'd move. Y'all are in class together. You're nah, he grade? Was two grades ahead of me. Oh, okay. Yeah. How um, did y'all become friends? Pot? Not, not oh. yet. Not, okay. not at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my family, they bought some land in Cameron and uh, my dad cleared it by hand. Just old school, yeah. you know, traditional old school country, man. Like, yeah. We went down with the axes and the chainsaws. We cleared the land. We put a house on there. Um, and then Jeff used to hang out with the guys that were on the dirt road that we moved to. And uh, whenever I met Jeff, it was just natural, like chemistry. You know? Yeah. We, uh, we just become friends and we were into the same stuff, man. We're, you know, we like watching wrestling. We like playing football. We like riding dirt bikes and all that country boy stuff. So, yeah. Um, what do you, when know, you say just, dirt you know, bikes, you mean motorcycles? Yeah. Like motocross, yeah. um, you know, the track and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just saw Cassio. I just saw your dog's butt. Nice. I don't I think she's gonna she was in here. look. It's nice, Dude, nice butt. That's too. a nice little booty on her. <laughs> Come here, dog. I bet all the boy dogs are looking. Hey, like, is that for sale? Show me your face. Is your dog for sale? <laughs> this is a weird OnlyFans. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to BDSM. Yeah. BDSM ranch. at the farm with ranch, uh, <laughs> with a side of ranch. Yeah. Hey, um, so so so. You and him became friends. Y'all were daredevils, uh, and you like you like wrestling. So you just started doing backflips on the on the back in the backyard. But talk to me about where it went from there. Like you were making road trips on the weekends. At how yeah. old? Fifteen, fourteen, wow. thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So we bonded too, man. Like my dad, he was paraplegic. He was in a car accident whenever I was like, I don't know, ten years old or so. Yeah. And. Uh, Jeff, you know, he'd lost his mom. Him and Matt had lost their mom whenever they were really young. Yeah. So down the road, like, we're, you know, like, their their mom's name, last name was Moore. And where my family, last name Moore comes from, like, yeah. their family was from the same area. So we're probably cousins somewhere down the yeah. line there if yeah. we researched it. But, um, yeah, man, we just, we jailed over the fact that our mom and dad, you know, we both kind of lost them at an early age and we love wrestling. And we, um, you know, like we never were trained, like we just kind of figured it out. And there was a guy named John Savage that, you know, like taught Matt and Jeff some basic stuff. And then whenever I jumped in there, like, you know, I tried to learn whatever basic stuff we could learn. And from there, we just, we just started doing what we seen on TV, man. Like it was yeah. you know, like, we, we sucked, <laughs> like basically, like we just did a bunch of flips and uh cool stuff oh, the cool stuff cool. that yeah. they did on tv i well, guess the they're doing now <laughs> like yeah, that's, yeah, same, that's same how we stuff. got recognized yeah who are you um, who were you into then like who were you uh, watching who were you like that's my guy uh goats yeah i was into goats and wrestling <laughs> ditto uh, yeah so Shawn michaels uh you know obviously uh that the road dog guy like that faction <laughs> dx hey um, but you know what our correlation was is we're white trash we're both white trash absolutely man um, and, and casio's rich so he is the struggle <laughs> sweet i need a co-signer man great Bro, yeah, who, how do you think i finance bsdm ranch <laughs> It's under his name. We're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to erase this whole segment, this whole show. <laughs> Five minutes. We already went south like the phone call. Right. Uh, yeah. Big um, dog, sugar mama ranch. Yeah. That's what it is. Nice. 
but um, I think I was 16 and I started going out to uh, Bill Barron's and Burke Prentice out in Music City Wrestling. And Memphis yep. was still around whenever I started going out there. Um, How old were you? 15. Yeah. 16. <laughs> yeah, and, going, and going to where you're from Cameron and you're driving to, to Memphis, to Nashville to, the, to do these shows. What Every are you getting paid, weekend. Shannon? 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but we did good, man, because like, Whenever we rolled into Music City Wrestling, it's funny because we had heat. Like I, we had a, me and Shane Helms and um, you know Christian York, York, Joy Matthews. Yeah. We would travel together, and you know we had heat because like we come in there and like we were the new young hot like hot <laughs> dudes. Like so like all the the moms were trying to like throw their young daughters at us. Like here, take her home. And like you look over and she's fucking eleven. I'm going. What is going on out here? Like, What's going on? Well, it's Tennessee. It's yeah, Tennessee. but then you see some of the boys, like, they're marrying them. And I'm going, hold on. Yeah, no, yeah. This is weird. So I was nervous. I was the one that would yeah. date the moms. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, dude, that was wild. Like, yeah. Hitting, and you're, and, but, but shoot, you were only 15? Yeah, 15, 16, yeah. Probably 16 Just crazy. at that point, yeah crazy and so you travel there and you do 40 but look that's what i went to memphis and made 40 bucks a night too you know what yeah. i mean like i just it just happens um but I, dude the crowds are so good though like we would i would sell enough merch like i'd, I'd walk out there with three four hundred dollars yeah 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 did uh was brian christopher there when you were there oh yeah dude brian he christopher had the, he had the best uh gimmick table he had yeah. everything all really? the stuff that you can get like on uh uh I forget what they call that one website where you could get a hundred little army men with parachutes on them for $10. And he would like put his initials on the parachute or something. And it was just, it was just a money game. Right. And it yeah. was, and he, he was the best at it. <laughs> yeah. Then like, God, I remember my first phone call with Bert Prentice out there. Sorry, my dogs are probably going to go crazy That's all right. If it ain't um, yours, it's his or mine. I'm showing his buttholes here. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice buttholes and corn dogs. You know? Oh, man, I love good yeah. corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> my first. Uh, He's having a cardiac got, event. <laughs> hey, dude, you okay? Hey, Cassio. Corn uh, dogs get me lightheaded again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll give. I hope your dog jumps up and gives you mouth to mouth. Anyway. <laughs> you know he's just gonna hump his head. You know, <laughs> he's sweet. Yeah, I'd love to see a good humping right now. Oh, so I have those two puppies, and they're just humping everything right now. Just a pillow, just everything. I'm just like, one's a girl too. They don't know what's going on. Dude, air humping, man. I got a buddy. Uh, just real quick, I got to jump. No, I love it. Up. I love yeah. it. I got a buddy, my buddy Christian, he just started taking testosterone for the first time. And he was just telling me that. He's like, dude, I'm just walking around, like, just humping everything. <laughs> air <laughs> humping. Just air humping. That's what, so I like a picture. I love like, it when, yeah, when the dog just starts, just starts doing it. Like, and you're like, what do you, you're, there's nothing, there's... I like at least passion. at least get on my leg. Yeah, the passion in their face. All of my yeah. wife's always like, he's nervous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's jittery. He's, he's, he's making me like nervous. Dude, the serious like their snout, the way their snout looks. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so you, my little Frenchie's crazy. Hey, so let's get back to you. Like, I love dogs. <laughs> we can talk about dogs for the rest of the time too. I'm fine with that. You just got that new little dog. What's his name? 
Uh, Cash. Cash. Yeah, he's got what, a huge dog. What kind of dog is that? Well, he's not tall, right? He's short. He's short, but he's supposed to be a micro bully. That's what they sold him. Because so. his head. Oh. Dude, he's you ever seen? He's... You ever seen that uh, cartoon where there's an alligator swimming across the water? He's got a big old head, and then it, hey, and then it comes up on the land, and it's got a tiny little body. And he looks at the camera, and he goes, "Well, I've been sick." <laughs> I've never seen. That. Oh my god, it's the funniest thing. It's a really old cartoon, obviously, but that's what that dog looks like. His head is a cinder block. He is. He's giant. How? how thick is he is he a chub of baloney like what is he a thick little nah, he's muscles man he's he's, <laughs> yeah. he's got yeah he's jack he uh supposed to be 40 pounds but he's 100 but also, no way yeah. okay yeah, micro yeah, the only thing micro about this conversation is me <laughs> yeah and your penis <laughs> that was insinuated not said but oh, hey. okay <laughs> look at casio we're, hey, this is going to be a good. This is going to be a good episode. Hey, so, so Bill Barons, uh, the, you wore the woman suit. Hey, for, dude, that's funny that you brought that up. What? That's funny. What? The woman suit. Uh, I didn't even say it good before you popped on it. Colorado is going to be mad. Oh, come on now. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it right there. I think it was. Oh. No, we're going to leave it right there. We're going back to Shannon's illustrious <laughs> yeah. career. Oh, yeah. Where? How old were you? Did you, your first major sign was WW, uh, WCW? Yeah, yeah. I tried WWE man, or WWF at the time, but Tom yeah. Pritchard, Tony uh, Gurria, like, they were always super cool and honest with me. Yeah. Like, you know, Tom was like, now nah, you suck and you're too small. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> He, Tom did. Tom was like, dude, like you, this is a big man's world here. Like you're just way too small because I was only like 140 pounds in. Yeah. And um, he said, like, shoot for something else. And uh, I was talking to Victor Kionis, um, and I was gonna go to Mexico. Like yeah. that was what I was shooting for. But then Ray and them they showed up in WCW, and uh, that's whenever I reached out to Chris Canyon down in uh, the, at the power about the power plant. But yeah. He seen me on Music City Wrestling because you know he was a huge fan and watched all wrestling. Yeah. And um, whenever I called him, I was like, "Hey, dude, like I'm interested, you know, possibly coming to the power plant." And he's, I was like, "Yeah, you probably don't know who I am, but you know, I'm Shannon Moore." And Matt and Jeff said that you know you were cool because they did jobs with him at WWE. Yeah. And he's like, "Dude, I know who you are." And he goes, "Yeah, like you, you fit the mold like for the cruiserweight division, but we just the power plant's full right now. We don't have no openings." So, like the next day, he was gonna call me back about something, and I had to go. I was going over at Matt and Jeff's house to do some editing on a video that I was working on, and um, I left on my answer machine. If you remember what those were back in the day, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like my Jeff and him's number. I was like because I didn't have a cell phone. I was like, I'm going to be at this number if you need to get a hold of me. Yeah. So sure enough that whenever I was over there, Canyon called me. Um, he asked for me and I, I was like, hey, dude, what's up? He's like, hey, man, you're not going to believe this. Eric Bischoff just gave me the power to uh, hire 21 cruiserweights. Um, oh. And he goes, you're the first one. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we got an idea. And basically there, Eric Bischoff's idea, according to Canyon, and I've never confirmed it with Bischoff because I, yeah. I just hadn't had a chance to talk about it. But they were going to do pretty much like tough enough 
it was going to be like a mixture of tough enough in the real world that show that was on back in the day. Yeah. And they were going to put 21 cruiserweights in a house and film them like preparing for Monday Nitro and like, yeah. training and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, um, but that fell apart and then they fired like everybody except <laughs> me, Shane, um, and Jamie Noble, I think, um, we're the only ones and, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang and yeah. we kept our jobs. Um, nice. so, and so how old were you then? Uh, 18 turning so 19. You, you, so right couldn't, at 19. you couldn't rent a car. Couldn't rent a car. Dude, that, <laughs> Incredible. And so they gave me a decent contract. And, um, I remember that was part of my negotiation power, like going back to the table after I signed my contract. Cause, uh, we went, I went to them and we're like, dude, I, I can't rent a car. Like you guys are going to have to pay for my car. So they yeah, ended up and, paying. and somebody to drive me. Yeah. yeah. So like, I got to use that as like, a little leverage to get I used that back in my day with Billy and Jeff both uh, told him I didn't have a credit card so I couldn't rent a car and the truth <laughs> nice. of it was I didn't have a credit card but <laughs> yeah. uh, I could have rented a car I just didn't <clears throat> want to um, but yeah I lied to him both for about six or eight months nice. um, I'm a horrible person uh, so you work for WCW you three count right Let's out of the gate three, three count. count right yeah do what right out of the gate y'all are three count right well yeah, um, we were doing this thing called Bad Street Boys in Music City, and um, that was kind of like three count. Where we're yeah. basically a, almost a boy band. We just didn't do no singing or nothing. Um, but that was kind of the image <laughs> we were giving out. Neither did yeah. Menudo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Um, so Jimmy Hart, like whenever we started the three count thing, Jimmy's like, "Yeah, you know, I got this idea because Brittany and Justin Timberlake were, you know, blowing up at that point." Yeah. And um, he's like, man, we're, you guys are going to sing these songs and we're going to hit every shopping mall. We're going to tour. You guys are going to sell. Like, he thought that we were going to be baby face, like legit pop stars. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, Jimmy. Like, this is, <laughs> the song sucks. And, so so uh, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I'm so glad you brought it up. Did y'all, did y'all feel like it was a, a bit of a novelty and a bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say a joke because you were, you just mentioned about a really good uh, contract, so there ain't no jokes about it. But but did you feel like it was a, a, a rib? I feel like, you know, like... I don't mean it like get, that. That's kind no, of no. wrong. Well, no, that that's a wrong. good way to explain it, though. Like, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that some people on the creative team, when Jimmy brought it to them, like, they probably thought, like, oh, this is going to be something that just, let's make Jimmy happy and try it. But what happened was, like, Arn noticed, Arn Anderson noticed, like, that the heat side of it, like, the hillside. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Like, so, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Arn, you know, Arn, I could, you could see Arn's wheels turning, but he yeah. would send us out, man. Like, we would open the show singing, and the people would be booing. <laughs> yeah. and then we'd go out, like, after the second match and start singing again. Yeah. He'd send us out again after intermission. <laughs> And like now the people are just like they're just pissed. They're like, right? just get these motherfuckers. Just kill out them, of the and ring. they just send like, <laughs> but then, us out or whatever. Right, yeah, right, right before the main event, semi-main would get back. But right before the main event, here we come, freak out. And dude, they'd be by that point, they'd be throwing shit in the ring. We'd have our green circles holding them up, trying to like not get hit with stuff. Oh. But Sid Vicious would slowly walk to the ring, and like the people oh. would start like popping. Oh, and like yeah. we'd be like, we'd grab the mic. We're like, yeah, thank you. We knew you guys were finally realized <laughs> we like, come we're around. the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And instead, we'd just like slowly walk into the ring and just stand behind us and we'd just yeah. milk it. 
and then would turn around just he would just kibosh us and <laughs> just kill everybody. Yeah, like, people yeah. would go nuts, and then they, it would set the main event, man. Like yeah, it, the yeah. people were ready to see the main event. <laughs> I we did it. that forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that forever too when I was the roadie. <laughs> but Jeff, yeah. Jeff never it's lost a match, and I got everybody's finish. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it was crazy, but it worked. I mean, it was it's great, hated. right? It was it yeah. was it was great. I I loved it, and I so wanted you guys to. Uh, I'm sorry, it's it's uh, Jason Jordan's birthday, so I reached out to him, told him happy nice. birthday, and he texted me back. Um, but uh, crap, what are we talking about? Wrestling, you, um, you well, and let's, Jeff. <laughs> let's talk about your first matches are against your boys, Road Dogs boys too. PG thirteen, right? Ice and Wolfie D. Yeah, yeah, we we worked those guys a lot, man. Like we had some where really where all at? Um, that was right uh, out of the gate at yeah, WCW. That was, yeah, I that mean, was, in WCW. Yeah. WCW, we did. Uh, we did in Music City too. Like I worked with them. So yeah, I, I imagine but, there, but I never knew they worked in WCW. Well, they did. It was not much. Like yeah. they were there for a little bit, and then I think um, JC like pissed off the Snyder brothers, and the Snyder's about killed him. Really? And, uh, oh, like I don't I see that. that. Was about I no- do not see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> and you know JC, like he don't care. Like they oh, killed he him don't in the ring. Care. And you know he come crawling back through the curtain, like back into the locker room on his yeah. hands and feet, like just being JC, and like, yeah. you know Rick come back about murdering him. And, JC's just backpedaling this like Yeah, he doesn't care. He don't, he don't give, care. He, he don't, don't give care. a he he never has. Uh God bless him for that. Yeah. I think he's finally found his niche in life, just living. Uh and having wife and kids and grandkids. Um, that is yeah, that's where that's where it's at. Um, so did you did you ever win the cruiserweight championship in WCW? No, I didn't. Um yeah, the only I thing feel that I really had, bad thanks, for dog. asking you that. Appreciate you, dog. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Because a lot of people think I did. Uh, you but know, you were somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I've had a bunch of different ones. Like, a bunch of belts that don't mean nothing. They're always but... fake. Didn't they all fake? <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey, you notice know us fake, right? Oh my uh, god! Street. You were hardcore <laughs> champ, right? <laughs> yeah, I was hardcore. There oh, we go. One third of the hardcore jam. One third of the Oh. Game. Three count held it together. You can just edit this part out. I got to read this. Well, you got to read a text? Your, yeah. your friend Shannon Moore is here. Yeah, I know. T- hey, Jason. It's a work. Second, okay? It's work. We're, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm not I, I would, but I'm not sure how he would take that. Um, <laughs> it's, we, we talk different when it's on the work phone. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> So now you're at, how long was your run in WCW? So I got bought. I was on the last episode. Um, that, oh, yeah, with episode, me, yeah. where I showed yeah. up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you ever hear that story, Cassio? I showed up. I, I got fired from WWF at the time, and WCW was right down the road in, like, Panama City or somewhere, right down the road from me. And I went down there, and when I got there, all of the people from WWF were there. They just bought it, and I showed up to, like, get a job or something. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, hey, oh. Uh, <laughs> what are y'all doing? Y'all yeah. trying to get a job, too? Uh, yeah. Y'all get fired? <laughs> Damn, y'all, too? <laughs> Dude. Do you remember the fight, the brawl that you started? <laughs> no, oh, I don't I, remember it. Uh, dude, this was a great. Uh, 
Like I met Brian, like, you know, like I knew Brian at that point. He probably didn't know me, but I knew him. And we were at a, we were at a, some club or it, it wasn't a bar, it was a club, it had a dance floor. Yeah. And um, we we're all there, you know, Double J, you, like all the boys were there. And like, we're out like by the dance floor. And all of a sudden some dude tried to hit Brian with a can. Oh, he thought you were trying to talk to his girl or something. And dude, you sm he smashed you with a can, and dude, it turned into World War. Like, <laughs> in that place. Like, dude, Brian just started swinging, and everybody just jumped in and just started swinging. And then, um, oh, the good old yeah. days when you were oh, young dude, and you could swing, right? Yeah, like it just turned into a big brawl, and like nobody knew what happened, but I just happened to see. Brian, I see it. Dude, try to hit. The truth is, I probably did say something to his girl funny. or him or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably my fault, anyway. Violence like, is yes. never the answer. It violence yeah. is never the answer, but it always is the first thing I go to. So it's. Yeah. Uh, it's Steve-O was there, I think, from Jackass. He was there too. Yeah, I remember him being this there. This might like, have been a trip you had. Yeah. It could have been, but all of a sudden, because no, Steve-O went through on a yeah. unicorn. Double J was there. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, I remember it was a, it was, a, it was a night. I just don't remember how I got home. Oh, I don't Lord. either. <laughs> Double J, Jeff Jarrett here to tell you about SaveWithConrad.com. You've heard Conrad talk about the total nonstop savings they provided current homeowners, but did you know Conrad and his team can also help my world listeners become homeowners? They make buying a home easier than getting the bag after a good housekeeping match. But don't take the last outlaw's word for it. Franklin Dove, Orlando, Florida. After listening to all of Conrad's podcasts and hearing the different stories that he shared, I felt the time was right for me to explore buying a home again and uh, reached out. And one thing led to another and finally closed last week. It was Excellent. Uh, everything's flowed smoothly from my first contact. I just put in the initial request online. Francis reached out. We started the application process, got the approval moving. Holly was great. Larry Thompson was amazing. Everything was smooth. Communication was perfect. Really, it was a, a much better experience than anything that I could have imagined. My name is Franklin Dove in Orlando, Florida, and I got into my dream home thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today with SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! But so that, so that was that. Did you get released then or you went with to the WWE? No, I thought I was, but somehow... I went home and I kept waiting for the phone call to get released and nothing happened. So then like two months went by, like Johnny called me, uh, Johnny Ace is like, yeah. Hey, you know, your contract's going to roll over. Like we're going to do some stuff with you in the cruiserweight division. You got a meeting with Jr. you know, next week in Atlanta. And I'm like, Oh, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> typical, uh, Shannon back then fashion, it comes time for the meeting. And like, I go out and party the night before and I miss my flight. Yeah. So my first meeting with JR in Atlanta, I don't make it. I called Johnny. I'm like, hey, man, uh, there's a problem. I missed my flight. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like, you know how many people's getting fired? Like, you missed? So I thought I was going to get fired then, but they rebooked my flight. 
then I go down and I, JR, I'll never forget it, man. Like, uh, I go up to his room, knock on the door, he opens the door. He's got the phone in his hand. He's like, Hey, kid, glad you could finally make it. And I was like, oh, Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, he goes and just sits down. He's just continuing his conversation. I'm just sitting there, like, Do I sit down? Do I just stand here by the door? <laughs> like, yeah. what do I do here? That's and, a power uh, move. Yeah, he hangs up. Yeah, definitely. Like, just yeah. tell me, just, I missed my flight. So he's not even going to fuck with me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> puts the phone down. He goes, Hey, kid, you, uh, you know, Mick Foley? I was like, Yeah, I know Mick. He's like, Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Hey, we're going to do good things with you. You're going to be good. You know, you're going to be a good hand to us. So uh, you're done. I was like, I flew all the way to fucking Atlanta just to this fucker to tell me, like, hey, be a good hand. And Thank then, you. and then you're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, JR, like, I don't think he really cared for me after that. No, no. Um, well, I like, mean, but that also <laughs> speaks to his character a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 you know, he was always, he's always professional with me, uh, but I've never been professional with him yeah. until after I got sober. Uh, that's for sure. So, yeah. so how long? So then they, they did good things with you, and now you're done. And, and how long did that last? <laughs> um, well, I went to HWA because I sit home for three months because uh, they had shut down Memphis as a developmental territory. So they yeah. opened HWA with Les Thatcher. What, what was that? Uh, it's Heartland Wrestling Association. It was in Cincinnati. And okay. whenever they shut Memphis down, they shipped all the Memphis guys there. And then they were going to bring all the WCW guys that wasn't going right to TV there. Yeah. And, dude, I was home for three months. And I called JR. Cause I was supposed to do a European tour. Somebody contacted me for like a two month European tour. Yeah. I told JR, I'm like, Hey man, like if you guys aren't going to use me, like let me go on this tour just so I can stay in shape. Yeah. And, um, he's like, let me call you back. I'm like, all right. He's like, <laughs> he called me back and he's like, Hey kid, uh, we want you to go to Cincinnati, this HWA things open it up. Uh, we want you to go up there and help train some people. I was like, okay, how long will we be gone? He's like, you'll be out there in two weeks. I'm like, okay. Packed my bag, drove up there for two weeks, and a year later, I left. Oh, yeah. a year? You yeah. were there a year? Close to a year, yeah. Yeah, I ended up. mackerel. Because I was already set up, too. And, like, I was, you know, I was like, damn, I'd already, you know, a nice house, cars, yeah. boats, motorcycles. Yeah. You know, I was it, like, I was like yeah. 20, 21 years old or something. Like, yeah. just killing all, it, with know? everything. Yeah, everything. Having fun. I was almost, I was engaged. And then I, you know. A year later, I finally end up. They were well. Come to find out, they were shutting down Heartland, and uh, as a developmental territory, so they went ahead and pulled me up the TV. And uh, me and Jamie Noble, we went up a few months apart. And uh, how long did that last? Um. Well, I, three, four years. Wow, a long time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so man, and then you've been to to uh, what? Where'd you go after? WWE yeah so you know WWE like um god I was there three four years and Jeff had started you know TNA yep and I was you know how it is man like you think that you're supposed to be world champion and really <laughs> suck and you think you're supposed to make a million dollars a year and it's and like you're, you're a not liability grateful. and you're a liability yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like what? Man, that's what when I said yeah. earlier on the intro, you were brothers uh, in so many ways. It's like, man, we just think the same way, and we are yeah. the same person. There are sociopathic and narcissistic uh, hints, uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and and Dude. we're the same. We're cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. I think it ends up just white trash, uh, but. <laughs> 
I'm okay yeah. with that. Ah, that's, that's true. Yeah, where, I was, where I was born. So, so after WWE, uh, TNA, how long, how long did you work in, with Jeff and TNA? Uh, the first time, I think it was, I don't know, maybe a year, something like that. And that, was that in Nashville? No, it was already in Orlando. Already in Orlando? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. by the time I got there. I, see, I, don't, I just don't remember stuff. I, yeah, I, think, I, don't, I don't think I'm smart enough. Yeah. There's not enough brain power. Like, I wish I had your dog's head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember that big <laughs> alligator, the analogy of the big alligator? <laughs> Dude, that's the, uh, I think that's the year that me and you watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith that time that Tracy got mad. Oh, we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. And he, I said, I'm watching this. it. He don't I'm watching it, it with Shannon. Yes. <laughs> we, we were laying in bed and like we may or may have not been under the influence. We and, were. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, I, no doubt. And we were, I just remember it was the first time I ever seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'll never forget it. And Brian's like, hey, man, I, gotta, I need to call Tracy. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, why the fuck are you telling me? Like, I'm chilling in bed watching TV. <laughs> and he calls her and he's like, hey, man, I'm just, you know, I'm laying in bed. I'm just watching TV, just getting her good, you know, go to sleep. Um, I'm just laying here with Shannon. We're watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And she got, she's like, oh, I don't know what she said on the other end, but I can hear an angry voice. And she thought Shannon was a female. And Well, she knows now that Shannon is may as well be a female you know what i mean you know, I, I mean like today for this podcast i will identify that. I, I, I have no problem uh if i think if you don't you're not going to be very good in a relationship um so you're so you kind of have to um cassio what that was your one question about how long we went yeah, first time we met? no okay i do have some stuff later oh. we're going we're going to finish the timeline Oh, okay. Well, so what, now we're, what year is this in in uh, in Orlando, TNA? Dude, this is mid two thousands. I don't know. I can't remember. Like, uh, yeah, I don't either. But two thousand eight, two thousand. Probably WCW six, was two thousand, right? Two thousand. I was there. It's probably two thousand four, two thousand five, somewhere yeah. in there, maybe. Yeah. And TNA? how long? How long did that yeah, last? TNA. Uh, that was a that run there was about a year long, probably maybe a yeah. little longer. Um, which I should have stayed there. Um, and that time, I don't remember. I think I, maybe my contract was going, you know, at the time too, I was married to uh, somebody that worked in WWE. Yeah. Um, so like, I was going through a divorce. And I believe at that point, I was negotiating my divorce and like the money just wasn't matching up to where, and I had the opportunity, I knew I had the opportunity to go back yeah. and make good money. The money wasn't bad. Like Jeff and them treated me great, but yeah. uh, it was just one of those things where I knew yeah. I was gonna have to rebound. It's a business decision, man. And it I, got nothing you know, to do with. Yeah, and I was like, Jeff, please, uh, you know, I didn't want to hurt Jeff's feelings because yeah. Jeff, him and Dutch took care of me down there, man. But they, but he knows as good as anybody, and he'll and he'll look at you and give you the stern face. But he knows as well as anybody, business comes first. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he did. And then the second time I was there, we'll get to that too. But I had to, I got the old Jeff Jarrett phone call, like, "Hey, we need have something to talk about." I was like, "Yeah, I'll be at your room in a minute." Um, but yeah, we'll get there once. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so that did you go back up there and make more money? Yeah, I went back up there. Um, probably the worst decision I ever made in my life. Like, really? Honestly, yeah. Just because I think that's the time whenever CM Punk was getting ready to come up. 
Yeah. And my whole thing in uh, TNA was kind of a punk gimmick. And I was yeah. the prince of punk. Like, I had no clue who CM Punk was at the time. Right. But whenever they brought me back, like, it was just, uh, I feel like, just the shit on that and um, get ready for punk. And then I ended up feuding with punk and all that stuff where punk, you know, he ended up obviously beat me. But, you know, Paul Heyman was in the mix and, you know, Paul, they made the right decision, dude. Punk made on millions and millions of dollars. So like, <laughs> yeah. Punk, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like business is business. Like I have no hard feelings. Like yeah. it, just, that, it was that what street it was. goes two ways, don't it? Yeah. And, and it's so like, like if you're not honest with yourself, it's very easy to point the finger and blame everybody else. It's, yeah, it's so it, much feels so much better. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Paul Heyman knew that punk was money and you know, like they knew that there couldn't be but one punk on the show. And yeah, and were like, you sober? At that no. No. So I mean no. not, you know, and yeah. and and he was, and, and yeah. it, it was a business decision, yeah. man. It's got nothing, you know, yeah. people, I, we've talked about this before on the podcast. It's like, if you don't want to be the world champion, you shouldn't be in this business. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, a, yeah, we can is. all it's... have a good career and make good money for our yeah. whole, set ourselves up. Yeah. But not and unless you want my the My career, time. like, dude, for me, like, making bigger guys look better and being creative, like, with your... Brock Lesnar's and stuff like that that I got to work with. Yeah. Like, that was what I had fun doing anyways. It was, of course, I'd have liked to, you know, had a championship run, but the fact was I'm 5'7", and at that point, 185, 190 pounds. So, yeah. you know, like, of course you're not going to put... You know, Man, I'll never on. forget, and I think I've told the story on here, or my brother did. My dad told him, and my dad was the booker, and he told my oldest brother, you're, you're not big. You're never going to be the champion here. But yeah. if you play your cards right and you and you uh, work hard, there's no no reason you can't spend your whole life in this industry. Absolutely. And sure enough, that's what he's done. You know what I mean? He just flat out told him, you're not going to be the guy because you're not big enough. And that's, to me, God, that's the father I want, right? Yeah. Not, not the guy that goes, you're the best. You should yeah. be the star <laughs> champion of everything. Well, dude, like, that's the thing that I feel like people know me for anyways is, like, bumping for taking bumps for some of the bigger guys. It's like now, like, I kind of built this, uh, I guess, like, career around that. Yeah. Like, just being that guy that could take cool bumps for people and wasn't afraid to go out and, like, try to get somebody over or help get somebody, yeah. you know, like a Nathan Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Nathan Jones, he, if he goes out there and he just beats somebody up, like, it's just boring. He's beating somebody up. Yeah. But if you can go out there and, like, be creative and come yeah, up and with Yeah, and figure cool out ways, a way, yeah, a creative yeah. way to, to get tell the underdog story because that's yeah. what you have at your disposal. You know what I mean? You play the card you're dealt, and that's the card you're dealt. So you play with that. Do you know who Adrian – or what was his name again? Uh, Nathan Jones. Nathan, Nathan Jones, Jones is yeah. Cassio. I don't. Do you remember? Did you ever see Fury Road? Yeah. Remember the big, huge, bald guy who said, "I had a baby brother, and he was perfect yeah. in every way." Yeah. That's He's Nathan that's Jones. That's <laughs> <laughs> it is a dude. Yeah. That's, that's my dude. favorite uh, line of any movie ever. <laughs> I had a baby brother, <laughs> and he was perfect in every way. Yeah. Okay. Dude. Thanks. He's dead now, though, right? Good. <laughs> A big galoot, <laughs> yeah. dude. He was a monster, man. He was a monster of a man. Like literally, look at yeah. him for the love look of God. Oh, that's yeah. from Troy. Yeah, that's from Troy. Which there's an inside joke in my house because it's one of my favorite movies. Because Those scars Brad, are real too. It's you know Brad that? Pitt. 
Well, Brad Pitt, right after that picture is shown, Brad Pitt runs across the sand and sticks a spear right into his jugular vein and oh. kills him. Yeah. He's not in the movie Troy very long. He was in the other movie a lot longer. Dom yeah. should have put a picture of him in that movie. Isn't it, um, isn't it crazy somebody can be that big all natural? Uh, yeah, well. Um, so, so, so I don't know. Maybe he eats well. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. organic. He's liver yeah. king. He's eating just... Raw Maybe meat. he just eats yeah. liver, like yeah, people's know. livers. Or sperm fish. He could, you know what? Those things will make you big. They will they? Yes. Yeah. How do you catch them? them? Oh, uh, with with, I mouth. use a lure. I use... <laughs> <laughs> you just eat them fresh. Yeah. Right. Fresh. Yeah. You just... <laughs> oh, I, my heart stopped beating for a second just now. It just stopped, and then I, like Vader one time said, standard hit his heart, stopped and started his heart again. <laughs> Whew, where are we at? What are we, what are we? Catching uh... sperm fish on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're primal, baby. I, I want to get mine right out of the tap. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Trying to get big and strong. <laughs> I just want to be big and strong. Daddy. It's protein. How do you smell like bleach? <laughs> hey, so, so, uh, so, oh. catfish, catfish, diddly up poop. Um, I totally don't know where we're at right now. I'm lost. I think we're in TNAs. I'm like Helen, like Helen Keller sitting over here. It's the first time I went back to WWE. That's what we had to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you went back? Yeah. So punk, then, they they beat you, they yeah. beat you, called you punk, kicked yeah. you out. I think that's the first time I went back. I don't could be the same. I could have this flip flop. So just I don't you know, mind like, that. Yeah, I like so, that. I want I people know. to chime in and go. Yeah. Uh, he was actually wrong. Yeah. He was in TNA in two thousand eleven. Hey guys, if you can, if you remember the history of my career, because I don't. Please uh, forward please, it to me. Please update my um, Wikipedia. Okay? <laughs> Make <laughs> sure you get his pronouns right too. Yeah. Um, so you, I'm frozen. I know. I just forgot what to say. What or just don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so lost inside my head right now. I really am. About I, I've laughed so hard. I almost had a coronary. You had a. <laughs> I had a, a moment. A senior moment. I thought you your screen locked right up. Now? I don't have a pant one on, but you know what yeah. I do have is uh, socks with the sock Easy. suspenders <laughs> on. I thought you was wearing one sock. Like, like a red yes. hot chili pepper. On the, on the, only on the middle leg. Yeah. Right. That's your fishing net for your... <laughs> Now we're just, we're not even talking about things anymore that are real things. He done trapped something. That's how you catch your Oh, God. Your sock. Look, I like this. This is good stuff. It says you had a brief stint in TNA in 06, and then you came back in 2010, 11, and 12. Oh. Okay. So this is the second time. So how was it then? Where was I? 10, 11, 12. Oh, I was in, I started back in WWE in 11. Yeah. I think. That sounds about right. Because I remember I seeing you at a show. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah, and you were sober and yeah, like doing good. And I just remember going, holy shit, like he's still funny, but he's sober. How did he do that? 
I remember standing in my backyard before I got sober and calling Shawn Michaels to try to ask him how to, how to conduct myself once I got, and he was, he he knew I was screwed up then when I called him. So yeah. he was, he was just like, he was nice to me yeah. and then hung up. Uh, but it, you know, until you're, I don't know, man, I can still do the same crazy stuff. I can still be the same dude. I just don't yeah. have to. I don't have to run from life no more, man. And that's yeah, what, absolutely. you know, that's what we'll, we'll, we'll get into that too. So, so this run in TNA, were you happy with that run? Like, were you, did you feel like nah, you were doing is, something? Nah, this was just to get Jeff Hardy down there. Um, so I went on the Hulkamania tour, um, Omaga actually, he called, he, well, he came and hung out in North Carolina with me and Jeff and rode dirt bikes and stuff for, a week or something like that. And um, Umaga's like, I hadn't wrestled in probably six months. Like, I just took some time off. I wanted to just stay home and party probably yeah. um, at that time. But, no, nah, I just wanted to, you know, I didn't want to wrestle. I wasn't motivated to do anything in wrestling. And Umaga, like, he's like, hey, dude, we're doing this Hulkamania tour where Kishi's running it with Eric Bischoff and Hogan. Flair's going to be on it. He's like, I'll get you a really good payday. You can fly, you know, fly first class with me and like, we'll just go, let's go have fun. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in. So we went down on the Hulkamania tour. It was like a two week tour. We wrestled, I think twice. <laughs> <Two weeks. laughs> wow. They're legit. Yeah. They did. I think the, um, the company, the entertainment company that brought that show over there went out of business after that tour. Because, like, we stayed in five-star hotels all across Australia, piggybacking Britney Spears. And Britney's crew would be there at the hotel with our crew. And you can only imagine what happened to that. <laughs> and we just went from, you know, five-star hotel with Britney Spears' crew. And then we wrestled, like, twice. It was, was there over Thanksgiving, I remember. And I just remember um, Hogan gave me the book, The Secret on that tour and i think it was because he knew like hey this dude's like he's in trouble man like he needs something <laughs> he needs to change something um because it was just non-stop shenanigans just like you, you know how it goes yeah you're no, in australia I do. I do. yeah i do Dude, when i got back from that tour um i spent two days in la didn't know it and ended up in <laughs> and ended up in yeah I ended up in ICU, like at the hospital close to my, or, or I'm sorry, not ICU. I ended up in the hospital in like a detox type unit or whatever they had. Yeah. It wasn't a legit detox. Because when I got back, it was just like I woke up in my bed and my wife at the time was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, where am I? What, what's going on? And like, she said, like, you spent two days in LA go look in your closet. Dude, I'd spent so much money in LA shopping or doing, I don't even know. I don't know if I slept on the road, on the street. I don't know how I made it home. Yeah. All I know is I woke up in my bed and I ended up having to go to the hospital. That's when I knew like, you know, shit was real because yeah. like I was messed up. And then unfortunately, like that's the tour when we got back with Maga passed away a few days later. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Actually, I actually remember talking about uh, to Bischoff about that, and they have the footage of all that that is still unreleased because, like you said, they lost a ton of money, and uh, they still own it, and it's his last match. 
and nobody's seen it because they haven't recorded. It's Hogan's it. last Umaga. match. No, Umaga's. Umaga's. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, it it's sucks. Produced yeah, that, and everything. I think that he that probably hurt me more than anything because we were so close. Like I was pretty close to Umaga, and yeah. I just remember that tour. One of the things that we would talk about every night. And we would do what me and you did. Like, we'd sit in the bed and just watch TV yeah. and order room service. And, like, we'd just talk about his kids. And, like, and he had, you know, he wanted to get an RV and travel with his kids and play football, like yeah. college ball and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I just remember whenever I got word that he passed away, like, just going, man, like, why couldn't that have been me? Like, I don't have kids. I don't have yeah. nothing. Like, and, like, I just, I sobbed because, like, it was yeah. just, it hit me hard, man. Like, that's probably the the one that hit me the hardest with one of the boys passing well also man you're so close to him right yeah. then you know yeah. what i mean like you were with him yeah uh, well and i lived with that. him i lived with him for a year and that year in cincinnati because he would he'd come in from memphis yeah so like we lived together there um and oh dude, dang he, yeah so he he took good care of me yeah. you know there like you know it's like a big brother you know like, Dude, they're all such good people yeah. they really yeah. really are and uh and and, and it's so funny like they just they say what they mean and they mean what they say and, and that's that and that's yeah you know what i mean and it's, and it's a respectable admirable trait yeah. i um, love i love that family man like yeah what a yeah good what, and think about holy mackerel how many great wrestlers how many great professional wrestlers have they produced out of just that that bloodline for a yeah. shoot you know what i mean like yeah it's, absolutely it's incredible to think about and and he was a really good one he was really good at what we did yeah. but on that tour did. getting back to the topic um, the hogan had asked me on that tour like we were working out in the gym one day and he's like hey uh hey i'm getting ready to go to tna basically and run that place you know and um you know i was wondering do you think that hardy would want to come over i was like dude he did, he's not really wanting to do nothing right now um you know from what i know and yeah. i was like but whenever i get home like i'll talk to him and then i went home and you know talked to jeff some and then i hit double j up and hogan and it ended up happening and then i was just kind of like the tag along i think just because like i helped with getting jeff there that yeah time. you uh, facilitated you're a facilitator yeah. yeah i was a fluffer for years so yeah but i think it's <laughs> <laughs> the fluffer yeah i wasn't so like left-handed six, or right six months tops six months tops is what i'm saying <laughs> it was a tough time i had to get through some things um, <laughs> i'm the fluffer boy <laughs> so uh were you active addiction all through that dude i've been using for so long and nobody knew like people knew i partied like but yeah. not you know like i would never go out in front of people like whenever uh, what i mean by that like pass out in front of people yeah um but it was slowly starting to happen more like especially you know like at that point like it, you know obviously it's no i guess secret you know hardy like what was going on with him at the time yeah so i was kind of looked at to make sure that you know i was trying to take care of him but then <laughs> here i am like while well, i'm taking care of him like i'm over here doing my thing too yeah so like but my thing was getting worse at that point. And like Terry Taylor knew, I, you know, I, I talked to Terry Taylor about it at one point because he wanted me to take a drug test one time. I was like, Terry, don't waste your money. Like, this yeah. is what I'm taking, this, yeah. this, this, and this. And, you know, Terry, you know, I, I like Terry. Terry. I, I, I love Terry. Terry's treated me great. He's always been honest with me. Always been honest. And that's why people don't yes. like him. 
Yes. And <laughs> like he he's told me at times when I'm about to get fired, when I'm yeah. not, you know, like I need to step it up in this area or and he um you know, like I remember he had a conversation with me one time and I'll never forget it. It's kind of like seeing you at the shows, but Terry's like, Shannon, if you could just get away from any kind of pain pills at some point, your nerve endings, man, like they'll, they'll straighten themselves out. And like, he was trying to help me, you know, but yeah. you know, me, I was like, do that. Nah, I'm good. Like, I'm, what do you, you know? know yeah. You know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like you ain't my daddy. Yeah. But you know, Terry back then, like he's probably the only I would say person when it comes to like office or anybody yeah, that really treated you like a human being. Yeah. And that knew <laughs> that I was, I was struggling probably, yeah. you know, like yeah. he just knew. Well, well, I guarantee you others knew, you know how that is. We always think we're, f I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You crapped yeah. your pants 10 minutes ago. So you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, but so we always think we're doing great, but he was the only one that gave a crap enough to talk to you about it. Yeah, Think about he, that. Was a, you know what I mean? Was Terry honest. was the only one who saw the issue and did something about it. Yeah. Everybody else saw the issue and washed their hand Pontius Pilate. You know what I mean? Well, and so, and look, Terry, Terry Taylor did that. To, sent me. He bought my youngest daughter a Christmas one year because he fired me because he had to. I was screwed up in the production. It was when Hogan was there. Yeah, and Hogan had just come in, and I was in the production office or production meeting screwed up. And he's like... I, I got to fire you, you idiot. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm yeah. I don't know. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, then he bought my kid a, a bicycle for Christmas. You know what I yeah. mean? So always really treated me well too. And people, people talk bad about it. I say they can suck it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Terry's the only person I feel like that didn't, and, and didn't judge me to the point of like firing me over. It. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just genuinely like off the record, I don't even know if he probably went back and told anybody. Like, I think that was him just trying to. No, 100% it was. He's still, he's still the same dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's still Terry's yeah. a, a mentor to me. Um, and I don't, I don't care what he did in the business or anything else. He's always treated me and my family with respect yeah. and, and then some. And so, man, I'll hug that dude on, on Main Street. Nice. And I'll take him to the BS, the boogie, boogie <laughs> site. <laughs> Domestic Motor Ranch. Domestic Motor Goatin. Motor Goatin. Motor Goatin. So this is, so are you doing, are you banging H at this time? No, no, it's just, you know, Just pain pills? Yeah, somas, man. Like that was the deal, right? Yeah, the deal. You know, at that point and, you know, yeah. doctors at that point, like, yeah, they're, I mean, it was, they were writing it and I was abusing it. And then, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the times the doctors I went to knew I was abusing it because they were writing them for me. Um, yeah. but that would be easy to point the finger of blame at that person too. Like, Oh, well, he gave them to me. He's a doctor. Yeah. He should know better. <laughs> You're 40 years old, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gave a guy a handy to pay for your Xanax. Yeah. And you don't have shape up, mister. Okay. <laughs> I, I, was, I do. I do. <laughs> I swear I do. Swear, look. look so, 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 so. <laughs> did you ever just quit wrestling? No. Nah. No. Nah, I, mean, I you, mean, I took time off. Like, never. Yeah. 
never quit or, you know, like everybody retires a hundred times. Like that's something I've yeah. always told myself, like never going to make this announcement that I'm going to retire because yeah. we never retire. That's like, the truth of it, man. You yeah. just get too old to work. You yeah. know what I mean? The money's right. <laughs> well, and the money's right. Like somebody calls you and they're like, Hey, I got 20 grand. Yeah. Well, yeah, you go, well, yeah. I'm going to, like, I'll make that one. I can um, duck so, the, duck the clothesline, jab, 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 <laughs> wiggle, yeah. wiggle, 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 with sock, the best of them. Pull the sock off. <laughs> Socko attacks Still. the alligator. <laughs> the alligator with the big head. Goat, the goat slots in. Big head, you big headed alligator. Yeah. Oh lord. So, 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 are you? Do you still wrestle right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm still. Are uh, you any good at it? No, never been good. Hey, uh, no, never it. been. Not never been good. Never claimed to be good. Hey, don't uh, you don't have to be. Yeah. And that's that's the truth of the matter is you don't have to be good. You just have to be good at, at being good. You know what I mean? You have to be a little a little extra something and you can work all right. Yeah. You're good to go, man, in this in this industry. I guess now with all the rope work and the uh you know, the rope foot work. footwork and rope work and the work rates and uh Jesus the Christ. Is. The more I learn about wrestling, the more I think all the people that know a lot about wrestling are yeah. stupid. You Dude, know what I mean? I, I, I grew into a bigger guy now. Like I'm, I'm bigger. Like I'm, that's human I'm considered growth. Like a, well, no, like, <laughs> you walk in a locker room now, you're looking around, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh, Tom Richard like, told me I was the smallest person. What happened? <laughs> yeah, this uh, is there's Johnny Gargano. There's uh, other. There's a lot of small guys. Is what I, I didn't mean to bury Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and nothing against small guys. Like I wasn't. No, I no I, guy, look. Yeah. It was the one thing. Then you brought it up that that, that really turned me on to WCW. And I was working at the other place. Was the cruiserweights. I had never looked like I was a wrestling fan, but I was a wrestling fan because my dad was a wrestler, and I watched wrestling to see my dad. And so I only saw what he did. I never yeah. saw Japanese and you know what I mean. So I didn't know anything other than that. And I don't yeah. even know what I started to tell that story for. Well, no, I've been I've did seminars, man, and like some of these seminars I do now, you know, like is I, that fun to you? Yeah, I love it. I love dude wrestling now. It's so fun to me. Yeah, like whether it's going to you know if I was to do Impact or I, you know I went to the AEW show a few weeks ago here in Tampa and just met Tommy and talked yeah. to some people there, and it's so different now because like I'm not. I don't have this pressure to like that somebody's going to get mad at me or, you know, somebody's right. going to, I'm going to say the wrong thing or lose my job. It's like, dude, it's business now. Wrestling is business for me. And yeah. That's it. And, and you either got something for me or you don't. Or you don't. Yeah. And it's, I'm and, not going to get my feelings hurt because I'm, I'm look, that's what, when I, when I got sober and I, I, I go back to me cause I'm my own reference point. Uh, I, I, when I got sober, it wasn't to get my job back or some crap like that. It was to save my life and save my marriage and save my relationship with my children. And you know what I mean? For all yeah. these other reasons. And then as I started living right, literally years later, I said, Hey, are you sober? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can, I can do this if you want me to. And yeah. you know, the rest was history, but like, I didn't, I didn't 
get sober to get my driver's license back or to get my, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was life yeah. or death. And you know that better than anybody. And yeah. I think that's a pretty cool segue into our conversation. When you, when you, we didn't even have each other's phone numbers, but you reached out to me and I want you to tell the story, not only because it's, I think it's an inspirational one of, of a man reaching out to a friend for help, but I also think it makes me look awesome. So go ahead and tell yeah. the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, going back to what Brian was talking about, like, you know, I, I went to a few shows because by that point, you know, like I was running from, you know, like legal issues probably and my tattoo shop, like I got rid of it in uh, North Carolina. I was living in Chicago, got in trouble in Chicago. Then what ended year up was in this? Florida. What year? Uh, 2013-ish, 12, 13-ish. Yeah. Somewhere in that point. And um, I, you know, like me and my wife, we'd split um i had a house in Cocoa beach and you know i'd left that just you know just me being unfaithful and the whole you know just yeah. everything that goes with addiction man <laughs> everything and, that goes with being a drug addict yeah and then i was like well i'm gonna go back to north carolina i'm gonna open a tattoo shop and i did i went back worked one of the craziest business deals you could possibly work i bought a whole block of commercial real estate for eight dollars and my lawyer <laughs> like negotiate, like sign the paperwork. And I ended up with this commercial real estate where my tattoo was shot. My tattoo shop was that could have, you know, if I would have been smart, I would have made millions. Yeah. But I ended up having to sell it to one of my friends whenever I ended up in treatment. But anyways, that last week out, man, like I had this plan, like, you know, everybody else had done this to me. I was blaming, you know, including my wife. Yeah. And I put this plan together and the plan was to take somebody's life so that way I could go to jail for the rest of my life wow. or end up killing myself. And I was going to drive to Florida. I didn't have a vehicle. So one of my buddies let me borrow his truck. And I took the truck back to my tattoo shop, loaded up my guns and my pit bull and bought a bunch of heroin. And I drove on my way to Florida. And just as I'm driving, like I'm all this stuff's running through my head. It's, to me, like this is my last my last couple of days probably on the planet like or i'm gonna be in prison and i'm thinking about like hey man like who would you reach out to to say you know goodbye or whatever and like you know I'm, I'm in my head i'm putting this list together just kind of saying like goodbyes to people and basically saying i'm sorry like that's what i was thinking like i just wanted to tell people like hey you guys probably didn't know i was dealing with this stuff but i've got a lot that i'm dealing with you know my addiction or whatever so i didn't know it was addiction at the time i just thought i was crazy <laughs> yeah. um, and man, like road dog was heavy on my mind the whole trip. Um, because I'm like, man, road dog was able to get sober. Um, you know, I'd been to the shows, like he's still road dog. He's still laughing. He's still funny. Like, man, how did he do that? Like, I'm thinking that this trip, you know, this whole trip and he keeps popping into my head. And finally I get to my house and I don't know if, um, somebody had, you know, told the person that, what I was thinking maybe because I shared it with like maybe one person or a word got back. But whenever I got there, like they went home. So I was just sitting there by myself. And like at that point I started getting dope sick because I ran out of dope. And like the all that was on my mind was like road dog. And I was like, man, I gotta reach out. Like if I reach out to him, maybe there was that that I think it was just that last ditch effort of like please help me. I really don't I'm not this person. Like, I just need some help. I don't know how to get help. Like, nobody's ever taught me how to get help. And I reached out to Road Dog on Twitter. Um, and I still got the messages 
uh, in my Twitter. He actually. slid into my DMs, bro. Slid up into his DMs, man. I'm like, <laughs> hey, dude, like, can you talk? Like, I, I'm, I'm strong. I need some help. Like, I really need to talk to you. And yeah. he responded, and our conversation. And I should have pulled it up and printed it out, but it basically, I remember saying, um, I was like. He's like, hey, man, you, you know you can be happy. And I was like, Brian, I just want to be happy. I was like, I, I haven't been happy in a long time. And Brian said, like, well, you know God wants you to be happy. He goes, and he suggested that I, I start praying. And he goes, help's on the way. That's what Brian said. Then he got in touch with, you know, like Bob Killer and uh, the rest is history. But, you know, like that was a, it was a dark week, man. Like that week it was a. If it wouldn't have been for him, I would either be dead or in prison for the rest of my life right now. Uh, wow. For him. So I now I feel horrible for saying how good it makes me sound, but but like I, I'm so, I'm so honored, uh, honestly honored that that you thought of me, and and to me that's that's not me, that's God using me in your inter to intervene in your life somehow, and yeah. that's not, look I'm. I'm the same drug addict, <laughs> low down, dirty dog, uh, egg sucking dog, but, but we're the same, you know what I mean? But, but I, and I ain't got no different. I just had some experience, some strength and some hope yeah. to, to share with you. And it yeah. was, and I remember I was in the bathroom getting ready to go to TV. I think it was on a Tuesday. And, and so I was the writer. I think I'm pretty sure I was the lead writer of SmackDown. And I was like, I can't call you now because I'm, I got the, the world on my weight on the world on my shoulders, but I can start the ball. You know what I mean? I yeah. start the ball in motion. And all I did was, was make a phone call and, yeah. and, uh, and the ball rolled from there. But yeah, I'm, I'm honored. I was honored yeah. to, to do that in your life, but I'm more honored that God chose to use me. Uh, yeah. I'm not a weapon I would go to often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, dude, it's it's insane because like that, and that's happened to me. You know, like it's it's a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, like I've I've helped so many other people in that manner of just like God putting somebody in front of you at the right time in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and you know, like obviously, I'm not gonna go into names and stuff for anonymity yeah. reasons, but. Um, there's some people that could say that the same story with me yeah, about and then you. them and yeah. doing it to somebody else. And it's just, it's God's that, work. No doubt. That, yeah. That's the, that's the deal, man. You're, you'll, you'll never, uh, be closer to God here on earth than when you're doing something for somebody else. And so, yeah. so to, to just be able to, to go, to give back what little it is. And because then, then it's, you know, I used to thank Hunter and Stephanie all the time. I would go, hey, man, thank you guys for sending me to rehab. And I've, I'm straight and I'm doing them living. And they were like, you, you did it. You know, they always told me you did the work. And so yeah. that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah they, yeah, they believed in me, I guess, to pay for the rehab and you as well. And, and but, but then you got to do the work. And, and, and I did the work and you've done the work. And how, how many years yeah. are you sober now? It'll be six in December. Six years. Did, did you ever think six days was possible? Dude, I can't go six minutes. Like, <laughs> it was, like it, no, for like it, it's thinking about. I remember, you know, in treatment, like people were at thirty days. Yeah, and I'm going, man. This is How these days are the long. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in day one. Yeah, and you got Dan, Dan Spivey stopping by, going, 
Hey, kid, you're going to die. You better fucking... Yeah, right. Dan Spivey was a, is an yeah. inspirational dude Super in a really weird way. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like God sent him to deliver a serious message. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Dan, they told me, I was at the treatment center, and, you know, um, another buddy of mine was there, and um, he, another wrestler, and he kept me there. Like he kept reminding me, like, hey, dude, best thing you're ever going to do. Forget everything else. Work on yourself. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, uh, Dan Spivey's going to swing by and pick you up. He wants to take you to Starbucks." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And I, you know, Dan Spivey, I was like, "I didn't expect him to still be like in shape, like tall, <laughs> still be like six yeah. eight, yeah. three hundred pounds." Up, man. Yeah. And he come in and he's like, "Get in the truck. We're going to Starbucks." <laughs> like just typical Dan Spivey, yeah. straightforward. We get to Starbucks. I don't think we said a word the whole trip to Starbucks. Like I'm just sitting there, like I'm feeling like crap, like trying to go through withdrawals and yeah. detox and all that stuff. And uh, we get to Starbucks and uh, he order my coffee. Dan pays for my coffee. We sit down. Dan goes, "Hey kid, are you willing to do anything to be sober?" And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, I got this girl." And, like, <laughs> but, Dan's like, uh-oh. "Get in the truck. You're gonna die." <laughs> And like, <laughs> like, I can't finish my coffee. Like, no, okay. you're going to die yeah, midway through that coffee. But yeah, I got in the truck. He, nope, I don't think we'd said one word. He took me back to treatment, dropped me out. That was it. The next week, they're like, hey, Dan Bobby's coming to pick you up. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to go. <laughs> they're like, no, nope, you got to. Like, well, the, the tech, Brian, that was there, yeah. he's like, man, you got to. I was like, all right. So he picks me up. Didn't say nothing the whole trip. Get her coffee. We sit down. And he goes, "Are you willing to do anything to stay sober?" I was like, "Yep, sure am." <laughs> said, I didn't believe myself one bit. Yeah, I just knew that's die. the answer he wanted. Yeah, the answer, and he's that's like, the okay. answer he wanted. And we had right? a conversation then. Like we finally started talking. That he was, then he took me, dropped me off, and then from there we'd go to meetings together and. I started getting it then. Like, yeah. Well, he start. You know what? That that's a that's a very early on uh, perspective change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what what are you willing to do? You know yeah. what I mean? You're willing to do a lot of stuff to pick up that H in the Kmart parking lot at three in the morning to or Absolutely. whatever you were doing. You know what I mean? So how yeah. how willing are you to stay sober? Yeah. And d- dude, for me, and I know we've talked about it a million times, but mine was all fear based. Have you ever like? Is can you put your finger on? on what it was or that you're hiding from, or is it, you know what I mean? Have you found something that you kind of go like, yep, that was it. Like mine, I was just scared to death of everything. Yeah. A fear. But like, for me, like there was a lot of trauma there too. There's a lot of, you know, like not full blown mental illness, but there was some yeah. mental illness components that come from dude growing up in the wrestling industry since I was nine years old. Yeah. Like that. There was, yeah, it's I not wasn't, normal. Yeah, I wasn't raised. I didn't have a father. My dad got in a car wreck whenever I was nine. My mom was taking care of him. Yeah. You know, he was, they were off at a rehabilitation trying to get him out of a coma for a year. So I'm, you know, I'm 12 years old, 11 years old, like trying to survive with myself and my friend, you know, me, Matt, and Jeff. Yeah. So wrestlers become my father. Like, you know, these savage wrestlers, old school. Yeah. The old school way of wrestling. Yeah, like, like Dan Spivey said, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that's the mentality. Look, and it's the mentality of my generation, too. I love yeah. it, but it's not the one today. It doesn't sound all, all fruity. Yeah, I was hitting strip club, you know, like strip club shows. I couldn't even get in. Like, I, you know, I was 
12, 13 years old. Well, probably 14 at that point. But yeah, like, yeah, and you're wrestling. Were, sit, you can't get in the bar, and, but you're wrestling on the show that night. Yeah. I sit in the car and they're like, your entrance music's playing. Go. Like, I'd run into the strip club and wrestle real quick and then have to run back to the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. Man, so, so incredible. So, what are you doing now, Shannon? What are you, what, tell me what you're doing now. Dude, I'm, um, you know, I still wrestle. I'm still doing my deal there wrestling. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to wrestle full time, especially right now. Um, just because I'm, I'm working for a company called Riverside Recovery. Uh, work, I run their pro, it's like their pro athlete um, program there. Yeah. So when pro athletes come in, whether it's wrestlers, NFL players, you know, golfers, whatever. Yeah. If they come in. Well, I thought you said athletes. I'm sorry. Athlete, but yeah, then athlete. you threw in golfers and it really. Golfers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. Um, but any pro athlete that, you know, comes in, like I'll work with them and make sure that obviously that they're able to stay in the best shape as possible. If they're active in the ring or if they're active on the, on the field, yeah. just making sure that, you know, I'm the liaison between the clinical team and them and just making sure that their needs are met. And, yeah. you know, from a recovery support standpoint, like, yeah. I'm trying to get them involved in recovery, like, cause everybody's recovery is different, man. Mine's yeah. going to be different than yours and try to figure out the best route to guide them for recovery that works for them. Yeah. Um, individual. Yeah. Uh, individualized. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm fortunate, man, like, you know, uh, this, uh, Christian and this guy named Christian, he's our VP. He's, uh, and then we have a veterans program too. And I'm a big part of that. Um, you know, with our director and Christian yeah. and our CEO. And um, so working with the veterans now, like if we don't have pro athletes, like, you know, we have a lot of veterans in there yeah. and, you know, like the correlation there with, with us as the boys or wrestlers, dude, there's so many parallels there between yeah. veterans and like what we've been through. And it's like, there's a lot of, you I know, guess elements. it's just, it's trauma, right? It's mental, yeah. uh, emotional trauma. Yeah. Yeah, so like I get to, I'm a big part of that veterans program there now, and um, you know I'm I'm doing all my side stuff too. Whenever it comes from a recovery standpoint, like we're doing these uh, these talks now. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, um, so you know basically we go in somewhere, and you know we the local treatment centers they'll they'll bring their people in, and then we'll advertise it, and people come in that's struggling, and they hear. It's not, you know, it's just our experience, strength, and hope. It's my yeah. story. It's other people's stories or these other athletes' stories. And by sharing our experience, strength, and hope, like the goal is whatever money's made that we hopefully put somebody in treatment at the end of the night, like you were able to do for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, we've been able to save some people's lives, man, by doing these, you know, night of recovery tours. Yeah. Um, and we're getting ready to venture into uh, a prison system. Um, or the wow. prison systems. Yeah. So, you know, prison systems, they have AA in there and NA. Yeah. But this is a different concept because, like, we're just not beating, like, AA and the people or NA. It's yeah. based off of our stories and what we did. And it's just to show that there's hope on the other side of this thing. And March 29th, we're going into Lancaster, um, in, into a prison in Lancaster, uh, PA. And it's an old, old prison, but it's a pretty hardcore prison. Like the air conditioner in there is like, it sucks real bad. But we're going to go in and we're going to do a night of recovery there, March 29th. 
And, you know, this will be like the third or fourth tour that we did with the night of recovery. Yeah. Then we're going to do Tampa after the first of the year uh, in 2024 and hopefully start taking this thing like across the country and being able to put as many people into treatment with the proceeds that come in. Yeah. And, but like, you know, what? like you said, get, getting the individual to start thinking about recovery. It's, it's, it's a perspective 180, uh, but you can't just do it like that. You know what I mean? Because you're my, for me, my glass went from literally half empty to, I have to see it half full. I don't have the luxury to be able to see it half empty. I have to see it half. And so I, you have to change your perspective, perspective and, and uh, acceptance, man. Yeah. And that's, uh, that, that's to me, that's the key is I have to accept what, whatever's happening and what's going on. I can't control any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to do that one in Tampa with you. I told you that. Yeah. I, we would love to have you, man. Yeah, that's like, you're you're cool. going to bring magic to it. Like, it'll be cool to be able to tell our story too. Like, yeah. To them yeah. So they know how it works, but yeah, man, like, you know, Riverside recovery, like that's, that's in Tampa. That's where I work at now. Like yeah. as a, a client relations manager, that's my title there, but Kirk Kirkpatrick, he's, um, you know, he's the owner and a founder or the CEO and founder um, yeah. of Riverside. And he's an, he's a uh, ex pro football player um, and college player, football player. Yeah. So like he understands like especially with pro athletes, like you know the stress and so like warrior the, mentality, man. Yeah, you don't get yeah. in touch with your feelings hardly ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. you're you're not gonna your your chances are you're not gonna be the guy that's you know you're gonna be oh you're gonna be jacked up a little. You might be a little crazy in the head. You might be you know what I mean? All those things yeah. that are man, you're to be looked at differently when you, when yeah. you have that kind of mindset. So he, um, you know, like he's on the same, you know, he understands it. He understands the vision of like the, the pro athlete program and like, yeah. whether it's the veterans or pro athletes coming in, cause he is a pro athlete yeah. and man, like it's so awesome to have the support behind, you know, uh, from a CEO, a CEO that yeah. like un is in recovery, but also understands like, you know, the wrestling industry. And it's just like, Hey dude, our goal is to help people. Yeah. Whatever you need to help people, let's do it. And like he, man, I can't say enough about, you know, like the, the CEO of Riverside and, yeah. you know, our director, Chris Giappetta, Christian, and we just, we have a good team, man. It's yeah. like being in the locker room. You that know? that like, matters a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we talk about the three teams or, or the three T's or I do the time, the team and the, or the time, the talent and the team. Uh, but it, all of the above, like I'm talking about creative and wrestling, but but for that thing, without a good uh, synergy and a good vibe, and everybody's just trying to get better, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that dude sounds like he's got a ton of money, but he's trying to get better and trying to help people move forward. And that's, man, who, who you know what I mean? You can't, yeah, I just mentioned about not being closer to God unless you're helping others. And, and that you, you uh, are doing the same thing that that dude is. Uh, Kurt Cobain, I think you said his name was. Kurt Kirkpatrick. I wish I wish Cobain would have got on the train. Kurt, the recovery train. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating listening to y'all stories that uh kind of the beauty and the flower at the end of this shit that y'all went through is yeah. the best people almost to help the addicts come out of this is somebody who's already went 100%. through that much. I remember and the best ideas like you're thinking about liaison yeah. with athletes like 
you would ever would have thought of that if you weren't an athlete and uh and addiction to the same you know I, I, maybe somebody would have yeah but I'm you wouldn't yeah but we sh- that correlation yeah, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. made without right. without you being there and, and without uh kilpatrick being well, in charge you know what i mean and there's there's something there's just something magic in somebody that's you know, especially like if another wrestler, if I was to try and help another wrestler, yeah. the fact that I understand exactly what they go through, yeah. like from a wrestling standpoint, um, and then from a addiction standpoint, and then I'm on the other side of this thing, like fighting it every day, like just, you know, like I'm sober now and they see that and it's like, it's hope. It's so like, possible. You put a doctor there to tell them like, hey, this is what you got to do. They're going to be like, yeah. what do you know? You've never stepped in a ring. Or, yeah. The, ma- you the moment you're, yeah. you, they go, oh, Shannon Moore you already have a rapport with them. You know what I mean? So your foot's in the door. We've all, we've been wrestlers. I know about that. I know about the addiction. I just don't know you, you know what I mean? But I know everything, everything you're going through because I've been through it. And so, yeah, super cool dude for you to, uh, like he just said, we, we're, we go through that crap and thank God. and, And I mean that, thank God that you and me both are still sitting here. And I don't know why, uh, just yeah. like you, when when people go, I think to myself, even though I do have kids, new I've married, I have that survivor's guilt too. Why him? Why her? Why not yeah. me? I'm a shitty person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been, yeah. I've done crappy things in my life to people yeah. that are the closest to me. You know what I mean? Like what? What? Why? I don't know. So that's just some survivor stuff. That's probably uh, all my ego talking anyway. You know what I mean? But but yeah. it's. I don't know, man, the, the, the program and, and working with others and all of that is just, to me, it's taught me to just talk, just talk to other dudes and yeah. don't be scared to say s- stuff to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like other than, can you look at this rash? Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is there, nah, d- dude, because I know you and I have sat and talked about a, a lot of things that, <laughs> that we've laughed about on the phone and go, what if, people could hear us talking right now about yeah. our, how we, our feelings are coming out and, and we love this and like, it's, I don't know, man, it's just opened my, my eyes to a whole nother world. And I, I don't know, man, I guess that's the narcissistic part is I didn't, I thought everybody else thought exactly like me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do y'all, what do y'all do? Y'all are all crazy and come yeah. to find out it was me the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's and, the frustrating part. You know, like us, you know, me, I love, you know, touring and the whole wrestling thing. Like, I, you know, it's the most amazing thing still to me, especially now that I have a new perception on life and like yeah. just what wrestling means to me. But now, dude, like I got the, you know, we went to PA, we did a, uh, you know, we did our night of recovery show. Yeah. And then the next night we had this big stadium show. And at the in, end of my match, like I was able to, you know, bring awareness to oh, yeah. addiction and, and dude, the response that I got like from the people like after I went up and like it was magic. So like now that's my main thing is like now if I can kind of combine these two things, these two elements like yeah. know, recovery and wrestling and take this stuff on the road, it's like that's my goal going forward. Wrestling like, that's with my recovery. Purpose. Yeah. So like now book. if I can, that's, that's your book. Yeah. <laughs> so if I, if I can wrestle now and go and you know, like help somebody get into treatment and save, yeah. you know, a life here and there. Like, dude, that's what it's about for me. But also it's- I think it's probably cool for you too, because I know Billy, Billy loved this. I, I, I got an opportunity to do it a little bit when I was at NXT, but you, you mentioned it earlier. You love going to the show and wrestling and uh, you like teaching the kids. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because other than yeah. other than just teaching them and getting them saved and into recovery, you're helping them in their in their professional life too. You know what I mean? Yeah. By, by t- teaching them things. And some of the things I used to teach young guys were just, hey, slow down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but you're I feel like you're more of a teacher. Um, yeah. And you like that part of it. Yeah. Dude, and now, like, you know, like I open my any kind of training session I do now, the first part of it is talking about taking care of yourself, your mental health, yeah. being aware of your mental health and not focusing, you know, like just on one thing like wrestling, because that's what I did. I pigeonhole myself and it was just eat, breathe, sleep, pro wrestling. And yeah. like, dude, I think that's really like what kind of like messed me up a little bit. Yeah, was like I didn't have these other outlets. Or you didn't have a you didn't have a social life or yeah. anything. It was and it was either wrestlers and they were giving me advice, or that was it. Like or drugs, normal. advice and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like so. Now, like these seminars that I do, and just you know, like WWE bringing me up to coach for that you know yeah. six months or whatever. Yeah, I was there doing um, some coaching up there. Like you know, going back to WWE, like they saved my life and. I was like, oh, they'll never touch me again. But then, you know, the next thing you do, they're like, oh, you're doing good now. Like, yeah, we'll we'll use you to coach some. Yeah. So like, it's just cool to be be able to be honest. The company take care of this, which you know, like they're amazing at, like as far as helping people, saving your life, but then not giving up on you. And I think that that's a message that I, I wish that would that. WWE would capitalize on was was like hey like we've got these people these amazing people that you know we we helped save their life and now they're doing good things and use that somehow like to help more people like I don't know how but um, yeah I mean there's but I see what you're saying there there's a there's a vehicle somehow uh, for a night of hope you know what I mean Uh, or whatever sorry uh, Joel Osteen I didn't mean to steal your your (laughs) night of hope there but uh, (laughs) but yeah I'm I'm truly grateful for WWE like they they really they really did with with Brian going to them and then what they did to pay for my treatment and just not give up on me like they truly saved my life yeah well and and you know what you you want everybody to like i'd love for them to capitalize on that somehow especially monetarily uh because i think i would be involved in that uh but 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 for for like for more than that i don't know i lost my train of thought sorry it happens a lot shannon don't (laughs) don't think you're special (laughs) Uh, no but it it is it's just it's just how you look at everything now yeah. Like you can, so my daughter the other day, and this is or my, my daughter, my granddaughter, I put her Sprite, we went to Chick-fil-A, got her thing, I put her Sprite back in the cup holder. Well, I didn't know there was a toy in the cup holder. So I poked a hole in the bottom of the cup and Sprite started filling up in the cup holder and she's going, Papa, Papa, the Cokes of Sprite's ever. So I pull <laughs> over and I get out and I see the, oh God, I poked a hole, the whole Sprite. Now she doesn't have a drink <laughs> and I got to clean up this Sprite. I don't have anything, but I'm laughing and I'm doing it and I do it and I give her my drink and we get yeah. back in the car and we start to drive off and she goes, Papa, how can you still be happy when I spilt my whole drink in the car? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, baby. I don't know. Yeah. But what I, I said, I can either be mad about it or be happy about it and it's it's just that in a nutshell man how are you gonna yeah. look at it dude and are you gonna yeah. be a a-hole in front of your friggin granddaughter because some sprite spilled you know what i yeah. mean and that, that's the kind of that's the kind of dude i am at my core and so yeah. it takes work to not be that asshole you know what i yeah. mean it yeah. takes work for me to not yeah. go off in those situations 
but it's a struggle I'm willing to have and continue yeah. to have because I want my granddaughter to say crap like that to me. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and when my kids were, I remember a time where they were terrified of me because I was a friggin' blithering idiot with a bad attitude and a bad temper and on dope. You know what I mean? So yeah. I get mad at myself. If I could go back in time, I'd beat the fire out of myself. Yeah, I know, man. Like I wish somebody would just lock me away <laughs> like when I was 13 and said, you're not coming out to your 20. Yeah, 25. Um, yeah. Oh, Lord. Man. Well, Shannon, look, let, let's, let's, let's taper down here. God, I'm All right, I'm going to bring up a story then. Oh, good. Uh, good. We're going to make a transition. Okay. Because it's making. Did you say I'm transitioning? Yes. I'm Don't transitioning. You yes. Oh, okay. did. Uh, All three of us, is, I guess. This is the, okay. Yes. Uh, the, sto the story that is making the rounds uh, on all the wrestling sites is uh, our buddy, Mr. Matt Hardy, on his podcast, was asked by a fan if he had ever crapped his pants in the ring, and he said no, but he told a story about Mr. Shannon Moore here. Do you remember his this? Pants. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. He completely shit his pants. Uh, he says he did not. He's foolish. Yeah, he's lying. You can, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what he's happened. A, so lying. wait, he said Shannon did it? All right, no, do you want me Matt to tell Hardy. you what he said? Here's what yeah. Matt Hardy said. He said there was one time I was sick and wrestling Shannon Moore. I felt like I was going to poop. I let one out of the most terrible gases I ever admitted. He jumped off the top, hit me with some corkscrew. When he was like, mf or we had some times I'd beat him up and I did this thing where I'd reverse the roll through and he ended up right in my crotch. And he said, oh my God, did you shit yourself? And I said, no, it was terrible gas. I was extremely sick. And Shannon said, you got to show me when we, when we got to the I back did. and showered. <laughs> I showed him my underwear and I said, look, I didn't. Sorry, I'm very rank right now. I don't smell good. Nah, he straight shit himself. He's lying. <laughs> Call him on it. Matt, you're a liar. I did a, dude, I did a Frank. I'll never forget it. I've told this story too. I did a Frankensteiner, and whenever he bumped, like, I look down. He's just dying laughing, and I hook his leg, and I'm like, oh, my God. I just like, I'm like, did you shit yourself? And he's like, he's laughing so hard he couldn't say nothing. And I was like, Dude, when you get in the back, like, we got to make – he shit himself. Like, yeah. I didn't have to check his underwear. Scott Hall yeah. always yeah. said, nothing's funnier than seeing somebody smell your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, you're a liar. So you're calling uh, him a liar. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. A liar and a pant, a pant God, pooper. Yeah, I swear to God on my dad's grave. Like, I, I pooped in my pants in Orlando one time at WC, WCW. Uh to, it's like the tapings we did down there, worldwide stuff. Uh, and I had some red pants on. It just looked like butt sweat, but it it was doo-doo. Oh. It was, was doo-doo. It was bunkhouse, bunkhouse butt uh, body slammed me, <laughs> and then just just Finn Balor coup de grade uh. me. And, uh, and it's, there it went. <laughs> Do you, dude, I got a good dog story for you. <laughs> Do, you remember, Do you remember wearing Tony Gurria's dressy... <laughs> His his dress shoes in the ring in in Fayetteville, North Carolina. All right, tell us. Oh God, Brian may or may not have been late for his music play. Yeah, everybody's trying to get him out of the bathroom late. Like, had to stop. Brian, go! Your music's playing. Your music's playing. No boots on. Nothing. Like just he has his he has his tights on or whatever, but no shoes. 
gets to Gorilla and Tony's like, Brian, you don't have your shoes on. <laughs> and he ends up with, I think it was Tony Gorilla's like fucking brown leather. Loafers. Loafers. Yeah. Hitting the road like a big, like a robot. <laughs> In loafers. I'm going to tell you what. Shows. Yeah, I was there with Matt and Jeff on that show. Like, we're hanging out. I'm not um, proud of that. Yeah. Joey Adams is there, too. That boy Joey. Oh, hey, what's Joey yeah. doing? Is he doing uh, okay? Yeah, he took over his mom and dad's record business, man. I seen him a while back. And, uh, I'll be darned. He good, good for man. him. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's just loving life, man. He's, he's got, I think he's married and everything. Yeah, good for him, man. Good all for the, him. All the good things, man, but... Yeah, look, we had some good times. We pooped in our pants, and we did some funny dancing. We've gotten fights. We did drugs. And we got we and we lived <laughs> to tell about it. That's the yeah. that's the look. That is the beauty of the story. But not only do we live to tell about it, but dude, because because I'll bring it back around to being serious. You 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 took the helping others to another level, yeah. um, and made it a lifestyle, uh, and a, and a, and now you make a living at it. And so, kudos to you, bro, because that's that's super cool of you to do. Um, and so, and just look, I love you for so many reasons, man. I appreciate you coming on here. You look cool as crap. You're still in good shape. Like, I just, I don't know if I like you or not anymore because you look so good. But, but I do, I love you, dude, on so many levels. And I think you know that. And I, I know you love me too. And it's just, yeah. it's just, I don't know, man. I, this is going to sound really funny, but dudes need to talk to dudes more about yeah. dude stuff and it's okay and it doesn't have to be fly fishing because i ain't never f- fly fished before in my friggin' life uh yeah. we could talk about the panic i feel in my head when i don't have control of something you know what i mean yeah, when something's absolutely. not in my control the the sheer panic and manic uh state that i go into when something goes awry and yeah. and people don't know what's going on in your head man and it's a it's a it's a it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, I keep trying to get out of here, and I keep talking because I love you. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. Shannon, we do something here, and I don't know what you want to do, uh, Cassio. But I was going to. I'm just going to tell him. How can they support Shannon? Oh yeah, Shannon? yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Where can they follow you? What can they do? You got you got PWT or anything? What do you got? Yeah, man. So um, ShannonMoore.com. Like you know, I, I throw some podcasts up there sometimes. They. Like, it's hard, dude. This whole podcasting thing, trying to edit it and like work and do all my other projects. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't do as many as like obviously you guys, but every once in a while I'll throw one up. So check out shannonmore.com. You can find a lot about me there. Um, the main thing for me is if, dude, if you listen to this or you know somebody that's struggling, like reach out to me. Like let's let's get you help some way, shape, or form. Um, so you can reach out to me, gaschambertattoo at gmail.com. Email me if you know somebody that needs help. If you need to come into treatment, if you need treatment, if you don't know if you need treatment or you don't even know you're an addict or an alcoholic, like email me, let me know so that way we can get you some help. Um, and then if you're, you know, if you're a company or a treatment center that thinks that you want to bring a night of recovery to your town and us bring some, you know, like some guys that's come out on the other side of this thing and share their experience, strength, and hope then contact me to gaschambertattoo at gmail.com and let's, um, let's bring some awareness, you know, to your state or your town or, you know, your house. I don't know where it's at, but <laughs> as long or as your, you far, wanna, your goat as, farm. As like. long as you, yeah, cause you dang sure come get sober at my goat farm. Yeah. Uh, but we do anyway. Um, <laughs> so, 
so dude thank you so much for taking the time to be on here uh, i can't wait till the first of the year because i've been wanting to get down there and just to spend some time with you um and i think this will be an awesome opportunity if we can make it happen um Shannon, th thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time. We do something here called the Thankful Minute. And so he will put, uh, Dom will put a bomb up on the, up on the thing, and the, the, the fuse is a minute long. So this is for timing purposes to see if you can cut a minute promo for one thing. <laughs> but also, it's just, if you can't Whatever talk for a minute for. without being, if you can't name things you're thankful for and take up a minute, you're doing recovery wrong. Right. <laughs> so let's you're do doing. it. Let's throw that up, Dom. Let's do the thankful minute. Boom. All right, cool. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. Thankful for my friends and the people that I may have done dirty in the past. I'm thankful that they forgave me if I have. And even if you haven't, like I've learned a lesson from it. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, Riverside Recovery. I'm thankful for our CEO and founders and co-founders and VPs and my team that I work with, man, because uh, together we're able to we're able to save some lives or try to save some lives, man, and spread a good awareness. And like, I'm super thankful for you, Brian. You saved my life, man. And um, I'm thankful for anybody that comes out to still support me in wrestling because I've been in the game for about 30 years now. And like, whenever I do shows, people still show up to see me. And like, to me, that's insane that people yeah. still have, you know, the just to to spend their hard-earned money to come out and watch me wrestle. So I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, great timing. Hey, just the, the people, you're doing it so long and they spend their money. It's a, it's humbling, right? If, you, if you're yeah. being honest with yourself, it's an honor and it's humbling. And, of course, you're going to make some money at it because it is a business and you're trying to do that. But it, it really is. And that's, again, change your perspective, man. It's not about getting 40 bucks yeah. or whatever. It, you know what I mean? I'm sure you're getting more than 40 nowadays, but you're getting to give back on so many levels, man. So kudos yeah. to you, bro. Um, gas chamber tattoo at. Yeah. Uh, gas chamber tattoo at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. my email address. If anybody needs it or wants it or don't want it or, uh, I mean, think about that right there. Shannon Moore, uh, television wrestling, Shannon Moore just gave out his email address and said, if you need help, uh, are you struggling? Email me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than Holy mackerel. I'm not worthy. Um, why are you Cassio? You're, I don't even hey. have dog's email. So, oh. <laughs> That's the truth. It's just, yeah. I'm not. I'm not giving it to him either. Uh, Here, I'll give it to you. Road dog at goat, goat farm. Sixty nine goats. <laughs> goat farm sock hopper. Big, yeah. big sock. Stiffsock.com. Stiffsock.com. Sock fisherman. <laughs> Oh God! Hey, we should just say bye. I think. Right. Hey, hey, dude, for real. This is this is the longest we've done with anybody because it's just been great conversation. Yeah. It's been real conversation. Has it and really I, been an hour forty? Yeah, yeah, an hour forty. Hey, wow, dude. No, I don't no even joke, think Conrad's played a play. ad yet. I, 
Yeah, you guys' show is amazing. Like, you guys are killing it. It's funny, dude. Like, you guys are hilarious. I, I don't Cassio, know. If... Like, you bring you bring such a good element to the show, too, man. Like, Thank you. Just keep up the good work, guys. Yeah. Well, we, like, we, we ain't working. If it was work, we'd neither one of us <laughs> yeah. be doing it. Uh, we like to have a good time. And and, and look, I also it like to. It looks like you're holding hands. <laughs> well, sometimes almost... we do. Okay. Sometimes we do. Put your hand out. Hey, quit holding this side, oh, dude. My bad. Which I'll hand am I doing? <laughs> he's, he's, he's yeah, he came up with a black sock. Like what? Who is cold in here? It's cold. Okay, oh, hey, listen. This? Oh, thank you. That? Oh, that's that's a. Why is that Kleenex so stiff? <laughs> oh, that's crispy, bro. That's crispy. Yeah, this. You should break that. <laughs> All right. What do we? What else do we do before we sign off? Usually, we say if you didn't enjoy this episode, we got two words for you. Suck it. Suck it. Then you can say suck it now too if you want to. Yeah.